and welcome to episode 16 of the Hughes Musings podcast. My name is John. And I'm Carol. And we are the Hugheses and this is the Hughes Musings podcast. Woo! Hi everyone. Hello y'all. Hi Carol. Hi John. How are you doing? I am not sick. I am 100% fine. Yeah, yeah, me too, which you can totally hear from the tone of my voice. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't feeling well, and I'm, like, almost back. I feel like I'm, like, 85% back. Yeah, so I had the flu just before Christmas. I had the flu just after Christmas. My immune system's absolutely shot. You brought a cold in from probably one of the children in the nursery, and now I have a horrific cough, blocked up nose, and I have almost full-blown man flu. yeah. As you can hear from my beautiful tone. <laughs> yeah, no one will be saying to me, oh, John's voice is so beautiful this week. They'll be like, Carol, the sultry sounds. <laughs> yeah, I've got like a really husky thing going on right now. Mm. Not totally sure what it is, but when I was on the phone in work, I had Peter, like a customer saying to me, oh, I hope you feel better soon. And I hadn't really mentioned the fact that I was ill. I was like... Uh, thanks. You could just have a nasally voice. No, no, they they were like, oh, you sound really ill. I was like, yeah, cheers, thanks. Those people that can't even see me, literally just speaking to me. Mm. I was coughing and sneezing and wheezing and everything so much uh, the other day in work that, yeah, all the customers were like, oh, I hope you feel better soon. It was good, though. Kind of disarmed a lot of people who, like, phoned up angry. Mm. Like, I want to get this done. Oh, you okay, mate? Yeah, I'm all right, yeah. (laughs) It kind of disarmed quite a lot, which is good. that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Apart from us quite obviously being ill, how's your week been, Carol? Um, I think it's been all right. You think it's been all right? Well, so we done the podcast, like, early last week. We done it, like, the Sunday rather than the Tuesday. You know what we do on a Tuesday? Yeah. Um, so it's so... been about a week and a bit because we're a bit late on this one. Yeah, so last week I really wasn't well. Like, no. I phoned in sick and everything. Yeah, which is rare like, for you. Like, that's you really... how bad it was. Yeah. yeah. So, I was just miserable. Yeah. I had just no energy. I had like weird pain in my. What's that bit called there? Like the base of my head. Yeah. The yeah. I don't know. What? Yeah. So it wasn't well. So last week was a bit of a blur of like getting through it and painkillers and sleeping, and then the weekend was really good. We had one of our nephews stay over. Yeah. That was really exciting. I had um, a sleepover weekend, which was great. Yeah. So John was at work on Saturday, so I went round to my mum's because she had one of my other nephews. Um, so the my mum, my dad, me and my two nephews all hung <laughs> out. We went to a painting place called Cafe Ceramico or something like that. So we went to a little painting place. Yep. Um, in East Kilbride. And at first, it's mainly for me. Like, I wanted to go. And um, there's a little soft play there. So that's yeah. what the youngest, Matthew, was going to do. And the eldest, we were going to leave up to him whether yeah. he wanted to paint or wanted to go play softly. So when he first came in, he was like, I want a cake. This is a cafe. I want a cake. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. like, let's do painting first. Um, so the youngest one went away straight in the soft play, loved it, was like jumping in at the ball pool. And it's free to use if you're like eating at the cafe or painting because yeah. the painting is so expensive. Yeah, like, I remember you telling me when you I done a coaster... There. And it was on offer for £6. What, for a coaster that you painted yourself? Yeah, so a blank Oof. ceramic coaster. But included in that is, like, the studio costs, the cost right. of the paint, 
um, and the actual coaster. Yeah. So like, you don't get charged for paying or charged for using your studio. I guess so. Which other places do. They'll be like, oh, it's like so much for half an hour or so much for an hour. Whereas there you can sit as long as you want. Right. And it's kind of a, all included in the one I was going to say, have you got obligation to buy at the end? If you paint it, you buy it, yeah. Right, I see. So it's not like you can just sit there and paint and then leave. No. <laughs> no, okay. No, you paint it, you buy it. So I picked a coaster because I wanted something cheap. I originally wanted to do a plate, but it was £16. And I thought, I don't really want this plate. Yeah, what would you, where would you put it? It would be it for posh biscuits be or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wouldn't be like a plate. Sure. So i done a coaster and my dad done a coaster as well. And then Samuel picked a dog. So this dog was about, I don't know, six inches big? I don't know. You're, you're measuring a bit more than six. Sorry. This much? Something like that, yeah. And it was £16. Right. And he wasn't really that into it. You know, so it was like a bad idea. I know, but he gets these ideas in his head. I know. So anyway, he painted that and then he went to play. And it was really funny because he was sitting next to me painting and his little brother was playing and his little brother was in the soft play and there was like four or five girls there and Matthew and they were all running away from him. They were like, ah, boy, run away! And he was like, ah, chasing them. And Sammy's like, why are they running away from Matthew? Like getting all the pure, what are they doing to my wee brother? Like... Yeah. Getting for protective. Sure. It was yeah. so cute. I was like, oh, they're just playing just because he's the only boy. And he's like, well, I'm going to go play too. And then he went away and like played with them. It was really cute. Yeah. I definitely he, see... He is very protective over yeah. his little brother. Yeah, Although definitely. he's like, I can beat him up, but no one else can. Yeah, exactly. He's got that kind that's, of attitude. That's what brothers do. And I just see Samuel maturing so much. Yeah. Like, I was just amazed at how, like, I don't know, just, he's so grown up. He's seven. Like, you know, he's not... Yeah. A baby by any means. Right. Um, it's just nice to see him coming into his own wee person. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like we we had him then for the weekend. Yeah. And so he... we came to pick up you. Yeah. And then we watched a movie, and. Yeah, that stuff. night literally we just because I finished work at half six, so. Yeah, by the time we got you and got home, it was like all seven. we did was yeah. Did we have dinner? No, had he already had dinner? Yeah, he had dinner at my mum's because I knew it was going to be so late for him to eat. that's right. So So we had food, he had a bath. Yeah, I gave him a bath. And then straight to bed, pretty much. We watched a film, we watched Wall-E. Yeah, Which is just awesome. It's great, I love that film. Can't believe how old that is. Mm. 2008, 2009? I don't know, but I remember I was working in Playcare when it happened. Yeah, like it's it's 10 years old, over 10 years old. Which is mad. Mad. Um, but yeah, so we watched that. That was brilliant, and then went to bed. Yeah. Uh, but it was really good. He didn't sort of complain or moan or, you know, he wasn't acting up. He didn't, you know, he was just really good. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I gave him a bath. Like he's seven. He done it himself. Like. Yeah, he just made sure that he didn't fall over. And make sure that he had a bit of a laugh. Yeah, I just ran the water, make sure it wasn't too hot. Yeah. And I gave him some, like. A spray bottle and a, a bowl and a jug to kind of play with. Yeah. And he had his wee figures. Yeah. Went in a fit. I gave him a bath bomb. Yeah. We had a blast. And then went to bed. Like, no issues. No moaning. No five more minutes. No nothing. No, like, stories or anything. You know, it was just a go to bed, okay? That was just it, yeah. He just yeah. ran through his processes and he was quite happy to do that. Yeah. He was really good. Um, yeah. And then the next day... We went out to the cinema. 
Um, yeah, he did. And he was he was really good, apart from when we had to go on a big walk. Yeah, but I mean I get that. So we got the train into Glasgow. So it loved that. He loved going on the train. Um, it was exciting in itself. And then we'd done like a, it was like a half hour walk, I would say. It must have speed. been we yeah. kind of and we kind of went the wrong way around so it was a bit longer than it needed to be as well yeah we just like kind of followed google maps which was a bad idea because google maps was wrong but it's the only thing we had you know yeah at that point we've never done that walk from the central train station to the cinema there yeah so the key wasn't it yeah um and that was a really nice cinema Really good. Really enjoyed yeah, it. It's a Lux, which is my usual standard. Yeah, yeah. Know. Don't do anything but Lux now, darling. <laughs> no. Um, and we got some snacks. We got yeah. some lunch. Uh, took it yeah. in. Watched the film. But through all that, he wasn't nagging. He wasn't moaning. He was just... I feel like he really enjoys just hanging out with us. Like, just him. Yeah. Like, all the attention. Not the attention, because I don't feel like we... No, we don't lavish him with the attention. We just hang out with him but I think he I think he enjoys the fact that it is just us it's a bit quieter and, and... we're not his parents you yeah. know like I think that was quite nice yeah and then we came home had dinner and yeah. then he got picked up and then he up. came and got yeah. picked up and mm. just all in all it was just a really lovely night and like you said you can see how much he's maturing now yeah like how he's got his own ideas about things now. But he's still got his like silly songs that he sings and his mad moments where he runs away and does daft things. Oh, yeah. You know, he's just... Oh, I can see him being such a nice, well-rounded little boy and, you know. It's yeah. Just, it's, oh, just love him. It's good yep. to see. Yep. Speaking of little boys, I guess we can talk about it now. <gasps> Woo! Because it's been officially announced. Uh, yeah, it's, it's on Facebook, so it's official. Yeah, so one of my best friends in the world of ever, uh, and her amazing husband are having a baby. Ah, the announces we baby boy, a baby boy, and I am incredibly honoured because uh, this morning they asked me if I'd be the Godfather. The Godfather. Exactly, I'm going to be like, uh, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse, all that sort of <laughs> stuff, it's, it's amazing. And and that is one moment where me not being very well certainly helped with an impression of <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, that sounded Thank you very on. much, that was a good plan there, I'll never get one as good as that, I'm not trying again. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, they've asked me to be the godfather, which is just such an honour. Um, oh, I've been absolutely buzzing about it all day. Yeah. So I think this makes me the godmother-in-law. Yeah, sure, sure. Sure, sure, because anything <laughs> I do, you're going to be around as well by proxy. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, Carol's buzzing too. Yeah. Um, so I'm just so happy for them. Me too, me too. Uh, yeah, they got married last year in July, didn't they? Yeah, and they've just moved into their house. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know, it's turning into that fairy tale happy, happily yeah. ever after for them, isn't it, it you know? Yeah. Like, just got married, just about to have the first child, just moved into a nice big place and just really, you know, building that amazing, like, fairy tale life together. So, oh, congratulations. Couldn't even ask for a better godfather, that child. He's just so lucky. <laughs> and the annoying godmother in law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is all amazing. Uh, what have I done this week, um, apart from be ill? 
go to work a bit, be feeling ill. You went to play some golf? I did, I did. So this week, uh, me and Robbie, uh, of Robbie and Laura Stardom, uh, <laughs> went to play golf. So this is the first time like me and Robbie have just hung out, just me and him. Just the two of you, your first little man date? Yeah, first little man date. As, as we said last week on the podcast, we exchanged numbers and sorted out a man date. And we went, and it was good. It was great, it was good fun. Um, just went and knocked a few balls out and... I could tell that I hadn't played in a while. Mm. I was a bit out of practice and a bit sore because I haven't played for a bit. And, you know, yeah, Robbie enjoyed himself, sort of gave him some tips and he was getting a the swing there by the end of it. So, you know, a few more visits. and Get into the swing of it. We'll be there. Wee! Got to love a bit of punnery. Wee! So, yeah, uh, hopefully, you know, a few more visits to the driving range and then we'll be out on the course and... You know, we'll 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 be playing a bit more often. I yeah, as the nicer weather comes as well. That's it. So that's it. So that's why I'm thinking if we go to the range a bit now, then that'll get us ready for courses for the start of summer. Tres exciting. Um, yeah, because like our other mate Graham, he likes to come as well. So you know, if we could all get to sort of like at least knocking it around you know, a course badly sort of stage. Yeah. By the summer, we'll have a great time. Yeah. There's loads of courses around here. Like, we live in South Lanarkshire where there is an abundance of courses. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of them aren't that expensive here. No. Yeah. Like, even the more expensive ones, you can find relatively cheap deals on. So, but yeah, about like that, that's going to be good. And it's yeah. it's a bit of a walk and it's a bit of exercise. I know it doesn't sound like much, but getting around a golf course, you know, yeah, is, it is, good is a good old stroll. So, so yeah, uh, that's really, really good. Um, and I have lost three and a half pounds Woo-hoo! this week um, on my new diet and my beginning of shifting weights to shift weights. But uh, the sickness kind of got in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have have lost a bit of weight and that has been mainly due to diet so that kind of slots nicely into our next section which is oh want you to tell me Nate oh can't you tell me why can't you tell me what's on your plate what's on your flumping plate so yeah Carol what has been on our plate uh, I'm trying to think if I I think I feel like this week has been a bit of like freestyling it. Well, that's it. We've not made like so. What we usually do is pick a recipe, follow it, bulk cook, set out our meals for the week, and do it that way. But because I've changed the way I'm eating at the moment, and Carol is an amazing supportive wife. Woo woo. Um, We've been kind of following the same diet plan. So I'm cutting out like heavy starchy fibre and carbohydrates. So I'm cutting out my pasta, my rice, my bread. And potatoes. Potatoes. So we've been living mainly off like meat and veg. Um, and but pulses. Well, that's what I want yeah. to talk about for what's on your plate this week. So what's on your plate? we've been experimenting with things like pulses lentils, beans, chickpeas. So what's been your favourite meal of this week? So, yeah, this is what I want to talk about for what's on your plate. So I made, like, um, a spelt and chickpea curry. I was going to say that was my favourite this week. It just worked so well. Yeah, I loved it. And it was so easy. I didn't really add any 
of the fluid there. So I used the fluid from the spout, from the chickpeas, threw it all into a pot, um, cooked it up, added some herbs, added some spices, added some flavour there, uh, and it just worked so well. Um, and what I'm going to try and do is, because I totally, totally didn't plan it out, totally didn't make a recipe, just kind of went for it, free form. Um, I'm going to try it again and see if I can hone a recipe for it. And then when I hone a recipe for it, I'll put it on the website. Mm. So uh, what is the juice called in the chickpeas? Aquafaba. Aquafaba. Yeah. Right, okay. And that's like the the gooey sort of yeah. juice that it's you get around. It's called the viscous water. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good word for it. Mm. So it's the water that the chickpeas have been cooked in. And um, it is quite... The properties of it are very similar to egg whites. Yeah, so yeah. it's I like a vegan replacement oh, okay. for egg whites. If you're make, if you're like coating things or making like meringues or anything where you would need egg whites, right. that is a, a replacement for it. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Does that add like a flavour then? No, it's about the property, the texture. Yeah, like, I, the yeah I get that. But yeah. obviously with chickpeas, like you get a certain chickpea flavour. Um... It'd be interesting to see, you know, like if they have to sort of balance that out against anything. Yeah. Um, I have quite a few vegan friends. I might just... Uh, Ask them. Yeah. Drop them a message and be like, do you use this? And if you do, do you have to like cancel the flavour out? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's been uh, what's on our plate. This week. Yum, so yum. I would normally do the little, what's on your plate voice, but I can't do it properly. Cause... And you've pre-recorded the little jingle, so you're covered. Yeah. yeah what's but... on your flumping plate? <laughs> um, yeah. So moving very swiftly on. Carol, I'm going to ask you for a quick one. Have you got a joke for us this week? I sure do. Hit me. Well, I like the way you say it better. Okay, so what does a farmer say when he can't find his tractor? Do you want me to say it? Yeah. Where's my tractor? <laughs> and yet again, I think the voice helped. Yeah. Because it made me sound more husky in West Country. Where's my bloody tractor? Oh, I love that joke. It's so funny because it's like, obviously that's what he's going to say. But yeah, it's just it, with the accent, it's just, just makes it. Where's and the fact that it's supposed to be a joke. I remember that I was told this joke to someone, they were like, don't get it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what would you say if you can't find your phone? They're like, oh, where's my phone? I'm like, exactly! They're like, no, <laughs> don't get it. Some people just don't yeah. get that kind of humour. That get kind humor, of. Where's me crap? I don't know, is there a word for that kind of humour? I don't know. There probably Silly is. Silly humour. Stupid humour. No, there's, there's must Obvious be like... Humor. No, there's got to be like a word for the kind of trigger humour that is. Yeah. English language has a word for fucking everything. If anybody knows, let, just send me a message and let me know um, of what is the word for that English language device that is making something funny out of the obvious. Next is our viral video. This entire podcast is is a viral podcast. Because huh? we're so sick. <laughs> I thought you meant we were going to go viral there. I was like, oh, what are we talking about? Well, we're trying. <laughs> we, are, we are trying, guys. Get sharing. Sharing's caring. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so what is our video this week, Carol? You have picked it this week. 
is my one of my favourite videos, and I'll explain why at the end. Because most people love it for one reason, which is the kind of the reason I love it, but I'll explain it at the end. But it's the boop boop video. Boop boop. Boop boop. Yes, thank you to you as well, eh? Uh, thank you, eh? Arsehole. I can fucking look, yeah. Piss off. <laughs> Move your fucking arse. Twat. Careful, careful. You should have fucking eh? Fucking bastard. Get my fucking tits to the dude. that video so much so much and most people love it just for the the dad the older man like shouting well, I think it's the guy laughing isn't it it's the my the bit is yeah is the fact that he's laughing so hard and in between the laugh he just gets out fucking boop, boop. <laughs> i just love it i just love it so much because me and my dad in the car are very similar and he rants off and I just piss myself laughing mm. at him and, and it just it's it's very reminiscent of like me hanging out with my dad and it's just Aww. so funny. So funny. Cause it, like if anybody hasn't seen the video, right? So the dad's on right, son's driving, dad's in the passenger seat, and and it looks like a bus has cut them off at a junction uh, or something. Yeah. Or like pulled out like just in front of them or stopped in the way there. And then, so he's ranting off about this bus and, like, his son is just wetting himself <laughs> laughing the entire time. And then, yeah, you can hear it. And like I said, just the son going, <laughs> fucking boop, boop, at the end. Just, is just the best. I love that video. Go and check it out. I watch it periodically because it pops up every now and again. Yeah. On it's some sort of social rain, media. It? Yeah, it always does. Like, once every sort of, like, couple of years or something, that'll crop up again. And it's just beautiful. It's just a wonderful video. Yeah. Cute. So that was our viral video of no, it's this the week. Carol Murray Merix. Wicka wicka wicka. Oh, yeah, right. So the Carol Murray Merix for this week. <laughs> um, I won't sort out a jingle as long as you keep going wicka wicka. <laughs> wicka wicka. Right, okay. So this isn't necessarily a Merix. This is more of just like a misheard lyric <laughs> or like you've half listened to a song and thought it does that, 
So you just keep singing it. So it's kind of a me, Ricks, but kind of not. Okay. Uh, and it's the cheap thrills at <laughs> home tonight situation. So for a really long time, Carol wondered why the song Cheap Thrills was called Cheap Thrills. Because you just couldn't work out why it was called that. So what are the actual words? Um, oh, God, I'm going to try and sing it. So, yeah. And it goes, baby, I don't need dollar bills to have fun tonight. And you used to think it went, at, at home, home tonight. tonight. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, have fun tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought. Have yeah. fun tonight, yeah. When it's, I love cheap thrills. And have for, fun tonight. And for ages you were like, why is it called cheap thrills? It doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they were having fun. Have fun tonight, which would work. Which have fun tonight. Have fun tonight. Just repeating the words. Absolutely. So it's not a full-on Merix because <laughs> unlike most Merixes, it's almost logical. Oh. But most most yeah, Merixes so... make no sense. It's just something that's happened in your head <laughs> once. But this one actually has a context and kind of yeah, makes sense. And it is the right words. <laughs> but it's not though. Yeah, so John was rearranging that song for a girls cast no it, it was for like yeah it was for a smaller group casting it was for me sean and ollie it was when we put the medley together cheap thrills i thought the first time was when it was swing no. chandelier no with amanda no we didn't do cheap thrills he did did we uh-huh right at the end oh no that was elastic heart no, I was going to say, yeah, well, no, we didn't. Oh, right, no. sorry, yeah. So, yeah, it was with Sean and Holly, and we did it as a little group thing. We did it as a little medley with um, that Ed Sheeran one, Shape of You. Okay. Well, yeah, so John was trying to learn the words, and I, and I was so I was singing it all the time, and he was like, this doesn't make sense. I don't think that's the right word. And that's when we realised. So it was like a wee while after, quite a while after... Yeah, because like I knew the song, but it wasn't really on my radar. It wasn't like yeah. I listened to it or anything, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh yeah, I don't get it either." And then as soon as I looked at the lyrics, I was like, "All oh, right, yeah, of course." So I'd been saying it wrong in his ear for months. Yeah, <laughs> and that was like ninety percent of the time that I heard it. I feel it, like yeah. I've improved the song. I I feel like you should have been the producer and been there and be like, "Why call it cheap thrills? Call it have fun tonight." Have fun tonight. Makes sense. It does yeah. So, it's not full-blown me, Ricks, but I feel like it deserved an honourable mention within the me, Ricks category. Wicka, wicka. Okay, would you rather have the ability to end world hunger or right. create world peace? Um... And world hunger. Mm, why is that? Okay, this is a little bit controversial because I'm going to come off as a bit of a douche. <laughs> but, Standard. But yeah, I guess in some ways I am a bit of a belligerent douche. Um, but certain things um, that the human race have created and strived for have come as a result of human conflict. mm so the reason that we have a lot of the things in our lives in like modern home comforts and 
transportation and world travel and all sorts of things that we're able to do these days has come from the technological advancement of conflict and that goes throughout history and most of the time the more technologically advanced are the ones that win the conflict mm. that then forward the human race so i begrudgingly would say that i'd <laughs> rather end world hunger because that's never that doesn't have a positive outcome in any way people starving and dying hmm. there's no control on population war <laughs> controls population bit of darwinism there survival of the fittest and all that but yeah so so yeah but like maybe controversially i don't know maybe not i mean they're both horrible things yeah like I'm children not... die in war yeah and they do from from starving as well sure sure you know? all, all i'm saying is that there there is some positive outcome from human conflict and I'm not saying the conflict is the correct way to do things. I'm just saying we are where we are. If you look historically, there's no denying it. I'm not saying run outside and punch somebody in the face. It's going to turn you into the next Steve Jobs. I'm just saying, you know, a lot of the the advancement that we've had has come from times of necessity. Mm. And necessity has been... Yeah, if you think about... Um, what you hear about the women in World War Two, like yeah. the advancements they made within a role of a woman, that they be- they worked factories and became engineers and all sorts of things while the men were away yeah. fighting. Like the women ran this country. Yeah, I mean, look at the sort of social revolutions of like the 60s and 70s. Mm. They wouldn't have happened had it not been for the fact that women had essentially run the country yeah while most of the men were away at war mm-hmm. and refused to just go back into the home yeah when all the men came back all the survivors wanted came the jobs back. back they were like nah that was it mine no exactly <laughs> that was it and i mean it was a big social revolution yeah. the children of that generation the baby boomers they they were the ones who went no like so you know, it was that that sort of striving that sort of had massive impacts on social economics and equality, racial equality, gender equality, technological advancement. Like I said, war's not a good thing. But at the same time, there have been positive outcomes. Yeah. I can't often think of any positive outcomes that come from people starving to death. No. Do you know, I seen a thing online today and it was um, from Australia and it was a grandmother and um, it was, she was doing a thing with her grandchildren and it was a photo and on one side was a packet of cigarettes. Right. And on the other side was all the food she bought for the same amount of money. It's bullshit. Do you think? Yeah. I've looked at that picture. The cigarettes cost about £8. There's a packet of meat there that costs £6. You can fuck off. But 
when it was like dollars or something and she had the, the packet was like 50 something and that food I up to fit it wasn't in pounds it was in like Australian money because I, I read into it like the packet of cigarettes was like 50 dollars and 56 cents or something well okay so if you're paying 50 dollars for a packet of facts fuck that stop is that what Australians use dollars? Australian dollars yeah yeah so although it's like the meat was six dollars, like. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough then. But yeah, like I just looked at it. I looked at it briefly and got annoyed. Mm. As a smoker, I was just like, "Oh fuck off! I don't yeah, care." Of course. Yeah. Like okay, fine. But do you know what? If I didn't spend eight pound on a packet of cigarettes, I'd spend it on some other useless shit. I know, but not not for us. But for a family struggling, where the choice is feeding your family or buying cigarettes, and people make the choice to buy cigarettes. They don't know. They don't make the choice to buy cigarettes. They buy rolling tobacco, which lasts twice as long, is half the price. Yeah. Or they, I don't know. Yeah, most of them buy rolling tobacco and stuff like that. It's, well, anyway, I just thought it was interesting to see the price. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting social commentary, but it's, at the same time, it is kind of bullshit. Because people, yeah, the... people won't buy a packet of cigarettes instead of buying themselves food. They'll fucking buy themselves food, and if they've got enough money left over, they'll buy themselves a packet of bags. Well, I was I used to work with a woman who was um, divorced from her as her husband, mm. and I asked her why, and she wasn't from this country. So when she lived in her home country, she said that um, they had a young child, and they she didn't work, and the her husband worked here and there and he was addicted to smoking cigarettes and he came home with no money from being out all day and she said where's your money and he said oh i bought cigarettes and she's like our son is hungry you need to go and buy him food and he said no i've got no money and she managed to get some money together to buy a loaf of bread and then then a few days later he went out again and she said did you bring home bread and he said no I've got cigarettes and she was like get out I never want to see you again obviously that's a a died down version of their story but they had divorce over the fact that he brought cigarettes instead of bread for their son yeah that guy's a fucking idiot then yeah so people do do it like in yeah but I mean like surely that's like a tiny minority of people I know for a fact right okay so I'm a smoker and I know for a fact if we were really hard up babe and it was a choice between making sure we could feed ourselves mm. and me buying a packet of cigarettes. We'd go and get some fucking food. Yeah. Like, so that's not a social thing of like, oh, every single smoker would go out and... But not just about smoking. Like, see if they had a coffee and a cake sat there. Yeah. Like a Starbucks coffee and cake. Yeah. That's probably like £6. Yeah. £7. Yeah. And all the food you can buy from it. Like... Yeah, it's cigarettes, but it, I think it also showed like how you can buy food so cheaply. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely discovered that and we've changed our buying habits since we've come back. So, like, we we lived abroad for a lot of years and we earned pretty well between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, considering we had we no... Are what we earn now, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, but we had no overheads. We had nope. nothing to pay for. Nope. And we lived a life of luxury mm-hmm. without really, I don't think, appreciating 
Did what we kind of luxury did we, we had, had it? What kind of luxury we had at the time, but we could yeah. like, and there was been a few times when we got to the end of the month and we'd be a bit skin. And now I look back at that, I'm like, how on earth did we do that? Yeah, where did that money go? And <clears throat> but now, like, we earn a similar wage, but like when we first came back to the UK, we, I don't know, we we've had to change our lifestyle habits a bit. And definitely our shopping habits, mm. because we used to just go and do everything in one shop at one time, and we'd go for the kind of food that we liked, mm. and it didn't really matter to us how much it cost, and that was our weekly shop. Yeah. And and sometimes, because we didn't really care how much we paid for certain things, we just wanted to get the things we liked. And convenience as well. Yeah, we'd pay, we'd sort of, okay, so maybe we'd do like one big shop every couple of weeks or every two, three weeks, but we'd be spending 120, 130 quid yeah. on a shop. Yeah. Even now I think back to that and I'm like, that's nuts. Yeah. But So we've had to do that. We've had to change our shopping habits mm-hmm. because <clears throat> we've got a lot of other things now. We have other luxuries in our life that aren't food-based. Yeah. So so now we shop in different places for different things. Yeah, we spend we more do, time. We do two or three shops a week. But that's because we do... Well, we do two or three shops a month. But we do them in completely different places. Yeah. For different things. Yeah. So I think we have two cheap shops and one expensive shop every month, really. Yeah, because things like toilet paper, laundry... Yeah. Um powder washing stuff yeah household and things yeah, yeah they are three really expensive things yeah and um meat we will buy there's only the two of us so we'll freeze half of it or yeah batch cook and freeze some. yeah we, so we, we do don't a meat buy shop meat like once yeah, yeah once a month and like we might top it up every now and again if there's something in particular that we want to cook yeah or something on offer or yeah tickles our fans yeah and I watched a video online and it was two guys, they were builders, and they had um, £200 cash. Yeah. I'm not sure how they got it, if it was like fundraising or donation, but it was money they were given to a food bank. And they went to Aldi or Lidl or a place like that. And they had a list, the food bank had sent a list of things in high demand. Right. So it was like tinned vegetables, um... Oh my goodness, I can't even remember. Um, UHT milk. Yeah. Like things that can last yeah. and things that don't need to be cooked. Right. And they went in and they started like calculating and adding things up. And they were like, let's just guess it, like wing it. And they got to the till and they thought they were going to have to add some more money to it because yeah. they'd bought so they had three trolleys full of things on the list they got everything on the list yeah it was like 200 quid and it was 140 pounds yeah and they were shocked they were like we don't realise how far money goes when you need it to go that's it that's it and and we've started realising that Mm -hmm. we shop so much cheaper now yeah like we we do go to like Aldi Aldi and Lidl and stuff and we're doing like a weekly shop for like 40 quid now yeah so they went back in and got luxury items for the yeah. um, food bank, like ladies' um, hygiene products, yeah. um, children's like nappies and things like that. And again, they only spent £40. And they're like, we've got money left again. Yeah. So they just gave that to the food bank. And then mm. they realised they'd missed one thing off the list and it was biscuits. <laughs> so like, you can buy £20 worth of biscuits. 
But I just thought it was so nice to to see that you can buy so much for your money. Yeah, of course you can. If you shop around and you do it right, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And from a personal point of view, our food budget is massively, massively reduced. Oh, yeah. Especially now that we're on diets and we're thinking about how we're spending. Because at first I thought being on a diet was more expensive because I thought buying all this fresh meat and fresh vegetables and... It certainly can be. Yeah. And when we first started, like I said, like we were spending hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. But we were like, throwing away a lot of food. Throwing throwing away lots of food and buying like the most expensive brands and in the most expensive supermarkets. Mm-hmm. And you know, really sort of like not thinking about how we were spending that money. Yeah, and we could still make cutbacks. Oh now, yeah, absolutely. We've uh-huh. still got luxuries. Definitely. Absolutely. Like we buy nice toilet roll. Like we we could, do. We could we buy do. not nice toilet. It's because I'm a sensitive soul. I'm I'm a three pie quilted girl. Absolutely, and I like it. Uh, I I completely agree with and you. And we like the laundry pods. Like yeah. powder is so much cheaper. Oh Bottles yeah. of liquid is yeah. so much cheaper, but yeah. we like the convenience of the pods. Yeah, because you just pick it up, put it in, mm-hmm. off you go. And I do re- not research, but I will wait until they're on offer. Yeah. We pay yeah. five pence a load. Yeah. And we never pay more than that. No. We wait till it's on offer. Yeah. So even at that, it's more expensive than the powder. I think the powder works out two and a half pence a load. Yeah, but my dad uses powder. And when I went back to his, it just annoyed me. Yeah, you've got sensitive skin as well, haven't you? Yeah, powders don't really do particularly well. I've mm. I've had eczema my entire life and it's not really done me any good. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, we've definitely... So you'd end world hunger. <laughs> Yeah, by by buying cheaper. Yeah, with all that money that I earned from being at war. <laughs> oh, we could go into so much about it, couldn't we? Yeah, well, I don't like know. Like veterans, like, and the life they live, and you know they're on the streets, and you know because because of war. Yeah, I mean, like, one does become intrinsically linked to the other. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you hear about all the time of war veterans that come back and they struggle to find jobs. Mm-hmm. They struggle to fit back into society. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's some level of stigma attached and, and, and worry. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of the people who are unfortunately living on the streets and not able to fit into society and are suffering for, with world hunger uh, uh, are the veterans that have come back from mm. conflict, you know. You know, unfortunately you see a lot, a lot of post-traumatic stress and, yeah. and you know, injuries and... Yeah, addictions and things. Psychological yeah. problems and things like that, you know all comes from being intrinsically linked there. Like, what I noticed this Christmas was, thinking back, when you were donating, like, Christmas gifts and stuff, we used to put them in a shoebox. Yeah. And send it away to another country or for children that you'd never heard of and stuff. But this year, I don't know if it's because I'm an adult and I'm back in the UK and mm. I'm spending Christmas back in the UK, but um, there was a tree in one of the... Shopping centres. I was like, what is the word for mall? <laughs> for a wow. shopping centre. 
um, and it was a tree and it had gift tags hanging on it for yeah. local families yeah. who were in need. We had the same in work. Yeah, we all chipped in and we there was a boy, broke my heart, a 12-year-old boy asked for a warm jacket and toiletries. Yeah. Imagine, like, tw- boys at that age, they start to get smelly. Girls at that age, people at that age start to get smelly. You know, their body odours are changing. Yeah, lots of hormones and chemicals. And imagine being in a situation where your parents Come. can't buy you deodorant and shower gel. Yeah. And it's local families. It's families around the corner. Yeah. And it was hard. Like, we are living in a difficult economic time. Like, not to sort of go into too much personal detail and not to go into a bit of woe is me, but me and you both work full time. And we don't have a lot of disposable cash. No. We we have some luxuries in our life. Like, we live a very comfortable, very privileged life. We do. With what we've got, but we work hard mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. We, we As I said, we both work full-time jobs on a better wage than most people working yeah. just a full-time standard job. Yeah, we don't get minimum wage. We, we both earn comfortably over minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that because of how expensive life is... And what the norm is, like, you're supposed to have unlimited Wi-Fi, like, you're supposed to have um, Sky or Virgin TV, like, these are normal things that you're supposed... These aren't seen as luxuries anymore. You're supposed to have the newest phone and... It's like, these are the social norms, and they're so expensive. Well, this is what I was saying. In my mind, that's luxury. Mm-hmm. That is luxury. Because when I was growing up, I didn't... I I know it was a different time and all that sort of stuff, but all those things that like everybody had and you were supposed to have, I didn't necessarily have all of those. Mm. I had what we could afford, and that was fine. Yeah. And there were certain things that we could get, and there were certain things that we couldn't. Mm-hmm. But me and you... We're at a point where we're like, well, we want that, so we're going to get that. Yeah. There's a couple of things that, like, we haven't got, like, I refuse to pay for Sky Sports packages. Yeah. Because they're too expensive. I don't see the need to But we have to afford them. other Sky Extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like, we've, we've got Sky Cinema and box sets and all that sort of stuff, and that's really good. And But we spend a lot of time using that TV, so I don't mind paying for it, but... Yeah. You know, we've got Netflix and Amazon and we've got all sorts of stuff that, you know, we don't need to pay for, but we do. Yeah. And and I know what you're saying of like, oh, we're supposed to have that, but we don't have to. No. Like, so in my mind, that's a luxury. You know, we recently just got a great car that we pay a lot for every month. Mm-hmm. We didn't need to do that. We could have got another banger. Yeah. And survived. Yeah. But we decided not to. We decided that we're earning enough money and we're able to pay for that every month. So we did it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know. I think we live a very, not very luxurious, but we, I think, yeah, we live very comfortable. Yeah, we've got everything we need. We don't... Yeah, there is. I'd love to get a new Hoover. You'd love to get a new mattress. But those are things we'll we'll save up for. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I want a new mattress. Um, I want a really expensive PA system. Mm-hmm. And I want a £300 Hoover. Yeah. That's going to suck up all my hair. And I'd really like a new sofa. Uh, yeah, a new sofa. So, 
Yeah, our sofa was a hundred pounds. Hundred pounds from a charity, from a charity shop, shop. Yeah. and it's fine. It's been great. We've had a what a year now, maybe more. Yeah, it's been been amazing. But that's it. I mean, like we've we've had a lot of hand me over furniture. <clears throat> and we bought things from charity shops and Facebook sites and stuff like the that. The only thing in this house, furniture-wise, that's new is our bed. Yeah, yeah. Everything else is either given to us from our parents, left here from the owner before, or bought from a second-hand shop. Yeah. Or charity shop. Yeah. Or from someone on Facebook. But that's it. But, like, I'm just sort of saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I really don't want anyone to rob us, but we've got a decent computer. We've got, <laughs> I've got my PlayStation. Uh, we've got a big TV. You know, like we've got all these things that are luxuries in my mind. Definitely. Like They're I've definitely. I've been in situations where I've not earned a particularly large amount of money, mm. and I've lived in a box room with a tiny little telly and no luxuries, just like my clothes and my work clothes, and a tiny little TV and a DVD player. That I bought from like twenty quid from Argos, mm. and I've rummaged the bargain bins for a couple of films that I want to watch each night, yeah. and that's been my life. And I've been in that situation, and I've been where I am now, and I do count myself very, very lucky. But we both work, like I said, we haven't got a lot of disposable cash. Like <clears throat> if I said, "Oh, I want to go and buy this, this, and this tomorrow," I can't. I need to plan for that. Yeah, but. All I'm saying is that, like, we're in a privileged position because it's just me and you, and we're both working full time. Yeah. And look at where we are. Mm-hmm. Twenty, thirty years ago, we would have been rich. Yeah. Two full time workers earning well over minimum wage with no dependents. Yeah. We'd have a four-bedroom house. But I feel that we could have that if we spent our money differently. But we spend our money for us now. Like, we go on holiday every year. We have a nice car. We have the heating on whenever we want. We eat when we want. We go out when we want. We socialise when we want. No, but this is what I'm saying. 20, 30 years ago, we could have had all that and a lot more. I think, you know, we could save more if we wanted to. But that, then that would be a choice. We'd cut yeah. off, we'd cut away other things to be able yeah. to pay for that. What I'm saying is, 20, 30 years ago, we could have had our cake and eaten it <laughs> and then saved loads of money and then gone and bought another cake and gone on a fucking holiday and bought cake there too. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm saying. We are two full-time workers with no dependents. 20, 30 years ago, we'd have a mansion, we'd have a fucking amazing car that we would have bought outright we'd be putting money away because we wouldn't know what to do with it. Mm. Like, we're in a very different position now than we would have been 20, 30 years ago in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Yeah. But there's another thing that I was I told you about last week, um, and it was about food, donat- food donations again. Um, I think just the time of the year. It's, a, it's a, everywhere. You know, it's like people are not afraid to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Um, And it was talking about food banks and why they don't want raw vegetables. That you can't eat raw. Yeah. Like, carrots are fine. You know, you can eat raw carrot. Yeah. Carrot sticks, you know. Mm. But, um, like, a turnip, they don't want that. Because to boil a turnip 
like people who need food banks don't have the money to boil something for half an hour no, or to put the oven on for half an hour. It's utilities, it costs money. It costs and water, electricity, gas, however, you know what I mean? Whatever you're going to use. And that was a an eye-opener to me. Yeah. Like, of like, obviously they can't afford to have their oven preheating for half an hour and then cook a chicken for half an hour to 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, they can't afford to put their heating on. Yeah. They can't afford to buy food. And, oh, like, we we preheat our oven for half an hour before yeah. we put food in it. Yeah, I did it today. And not being, like, that is a privileged choice that we make to do. Yeah. Oh, that was a big eye-opener for me. Of course it is. Like, you know that people need food banks and stuff like that, but see the reality, like, the details of it? Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, I know, I know, I know what you mean. Like, like the the poverty poverty line is is mm-hmm. terrifying in this country now. And you know, um, it's that thing of the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. But it's not just the poor getting poorer. It's what you have to do to not be poor now. Mm. Like, like if. You're one person working a full-time job. You're not going to be able to support family. Well, there's like single... I know single parents. Yeah. Who work full-time. Yeah. And they find a way to support it. It's that you live within your means, don't... Like, well, you try to. So they don't go out and socialise whenever they want. No. No. Their socialising is going round to their mum's house for a meal or... Yeah, I get you. You know, like yeah, you you do you you find a way. Of course, of I think course. if you've got a family, you do. Like obviously, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way, but like this weekend, I'm going out for lunch Saturday and Sunday. Where are you going Saturday, please? I'm going out with Nicola. How are you? Where are you going? Silverburn. Nice, nice. And then Sunday we're going on a little jaunt to Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, like, how much am I going to spend that weekend? A hundred pounds. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna try and get Alan to pay for lunch. <laughs> no, just joking. Um, uh, but yeah, we're gonna spend money because it's gonna be fuel cost to go to Edinburgh on a little jaunt on a Sunday. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that's the thing that we're privileged to be able to do. Yeah, like parking, food, drinks, coffee. Yeah, I mean, at the same time that I've been ranting on about the fact that we both work full time and we don't have a lot of disposable cash, at the same time, I know exactly how privileged we are. Mm-hmm. I have been on all ends of the scale. I remember when we first came home from working abroad and we had... Was it before the wedding or after wedding? We were saving for the wedding or had just paid for the wedding. It was round about that time. Yeah. We were staying with my parents. Yeah. Um, The bed had broke, so you are on a mattress on the floor yeah. and I was on a sofa bed. Yep. And we had no jobs. No. As of yet, and we didn't have many savings because of the wedding. Yeah, that was it. Like that and... was one thing that, in hindsight, maybe we should have thought about a bit more. Mm-hmm. But all the money that we would have had saved went on having an incredible wedding, which I loved, yeah. and I wouldn't take it back. But I don't know. Yeah, and I remember I was standing in Sainsbury's, and there was a twenty. 
50% off all their clothes mm. and there was a dress and it was like £4.43 for this dress. Yeah. And I had a fiver to my name and I remember thinking like, I can't buy this dress. And oh, that feeling was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we really struggled when we first came back because I've been self-employed for 10 years. Mm. Near enough. Um, as a fucking musician, I was qualified to do nothing, and nobody wanted to employ me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I struggled. I struggled to get what was essentially contractually a part-time job mm-hmm. in Tesco down the road. Yeah, I struggled to get that job, and I am. Um, very conscious of how lucky I am now to be where I am. Yeah. Like working full time for a bank. Yeah. With the security that comes with that. And the benefits that you get. And and, and all the benefits that I get and the fact that I'm salaried is amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like but I'm talking about like before I met you, before I started travelling. There was a time where I was living in North Wales where I lived in poverty. Genuine, actual poverty. Wow. Like, I lived in a flat that cost me £30 a week. Because that was all I could afford. Because mm-hmm. I was a part-time fucking barman. And I couldn't afford any more rent than £30 a week. And I lived in a building with drug dealers. Wow. And drunkards. And I'd come home at 2, 3 in the morning. I lived on the top floor. And I'd have to walk through all of that bullshit. Mm. And I hated it. And I lived in a box in the back of the top flat. I hated it. It was awful. I have lived on all ends of that scale. Where, um, when I was travelling, I was earning more money than I knew what to do with. Yeah. Like, before I met you, when I was working cruise ships, I earned double that Mm -hmm. on my own. No dig money, no Nothing, nothing. Nothing. Didn't pay for anything. Came home and had a fucking riot for three months. Bought myself expensive clothes and looked like an absolute don for three months. (laughs) And it was great. Yeah, you had nice glasses, nice watches. I had nice everything and Mm. I felt great about myself. And so I've been right up there where... Yeah. Genuinely, I've had more money. You didn't than... have to check your bank account. Like... Nope, never did. Never did. Apart from like the last couple of weeks, and I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll just stay in a bit. Mm. For the last couple of weeks, I'd just spend some time with my family, just chill out, not really do anything crazy. You knew you were guaranteed a wage Nick, the following month or That whatever. was it. I knew exactly when I was going back. Yeah. And I was going to earn loads of money again and do exactly the same after the next six, seven months. Yeah, it's a cycle. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, like I said, I've been all ends of that scale and I know where I'd rather be now, but this is probably the best... All-rounder. Po- best position I've been in because it's steady, it's secure, it's... Yeah, it's not seasonal. It's not seasonal, it's not all and then nothing. Um, And, yeah, this is, you know, like the most comfortable, most wonderful position I've been in. And I do look at us and I do think, yeah, we are lucky. We have aspirations, but that's because everybody fucking has aspirations in our life. I think we're both very hard workers, though. I think we both got work. I think we hate not 
doing anything. We hate being idle. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a bit of a weirdo of, like, I convince myself that I like being idle and then do that for two days and then hate my life. <laughs> yeah. 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 So this is why my job works as well, because I work long shifts. I work four days a week. Yeah. And in those two days a week that I have nothing to do. Three days. Huh? Three days. No, because I have one day with you. Oh. So I have two days a week to myself where you're working and I am left to my own devices. By the end of those two days, I'm ready to go back to work. Yeah. Because by the end of that day on Thursday, I've done all the things that I wanted to do. I've chilled out as much as I can. Very rarely I'm like, oh, wish I had another day off. Mm -hmm. I'm usually ready to go back to work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, that's kind of turned into a bit of an impromptu musing. It has, yeah. Um, so that was went... the best. Would you rather ever? <laughs> yeah. So you have set the bar on would you rather now, haven't you? <laughs> Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Uh, we did have other segments that we were going to cover, but hey, we'll just revisit them at a later time. We had some history stuff, like Concord launched this week, which was kind of cool, that I remember. There was loads of technological ones, which I'm just going to throw in there really quickly. So this week was like the launch of the Rubik's Cube, and Lego was patented, and apparently that's never changed its design. So if you had a Lego from 1950s, you had a Lego now, those motherfuckers would fit together. Wow! So, I mean, that's cool as fuck. Um... And on January 20th is the day that most American presidents are inaugurated, just so you know. Um, So that's covering that history shit quickly. Uh, But thanks very much for listening, guys. I'm really sick. I'm going to stop croaking at you now. Carol really appreciates everything that we've talked about. appreciates everybody listening. Um, So thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you soon. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.